You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard every Saturday and Sunday morning at 11 on Zoomer Radio. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, where we take you travelling to exciting destinations right from your armchair. See the world through your radio and meet some of the experts in tourism to get their insiders' tips. Join me today on a virtual long-haul flight, because we're fortunate enough to have an icon of the hospitality industry in our neighbouring seat, Joseph Ebner. Now, Joseph is revered in the hospitality industry in Canada. He is Regional Vice President Canada and Managing Director of the well-known Chelsea Hotel in Toronto, which I believe, Joseph, is the largest hotel in Canada. It is, and I think it still is in the British Commonwealth. Wow. Okay, so that's quite some title. So welcome to The Travel Show. It's lovely to have you here. And I'm really happy that we're going to be discussing our mutual love of travel. Thank you, Chris. So you've been in the hotel industry for, what, over 50 years what, what, what brought you into the industry in the first place? Well, I started at the tender age of 14 and a half <laughs> and uh, actually just finished uh, high school in Austria and uh, was looking for an apprenticeship uh, position. And, uh, well, my dad wanted me to be a mechanic. And uh, so we went for an interview in, uh, in a... Uh, car body shop and uh, they told me my math wasn't good enough so uh, I didn't realize I needed a lot of math but uh, anyway so I didn't get my apprenticeship position and um, my mother saw that there was an ad for an apprenticeship at a hotel in uh, our town and we went there and they hired me. It's funny how, how your whole life and your career can just turn on something like that. Yeah, it it really is. And, uh, you know, since I had no hospitality background and uh, we grew up after the war fairly poor. And uh, so, you know, it was tough uh, for a while. But, uh, you know, it certainly opened my eyes, uh, you know, meeting so many people that came to the hotel and uh, all of a sudden says, well, you know, this is an opportunity maybe that uh, I can get out in, in the world and uh, and do bigger and better things uh, when I'm done with my apprenticeship. And, uh, well, it all went as, there. so it happened. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we finished, I finished my apprenticeship on uh, August uh, 31st, uh, 1966, uh, after three years. Uh, and actually, I was doing an apprenticeship as a waiter. Right. And, uh, you know, the way this goes here, it wouldn't be even recognized as a, as a job, uh, but it definitely is a profession. And I grew up and mm. still is over there. And um, you know, I said, well, off we go. On September the 5th, 1966, I was on a train to Switzerland for my, uh, for my first uh, job uh, outside the country. And I was 17 and a half and had to get permission from my dad to um, uh, let me leave Austria. And off I went to Zurich and uh, started working uh, in a hotel. Wow, and that's how it all started. And by the tender age of 30, you found yourself a, a general manager. Yeah, you know, after Switzerland was France, Paris for almost two years, and then London for 
another year and came to Canada for nine years, actually, and uh, was lucky enough to get uh, working at the Sheridan Center in Toronto. And then they shipped me off to Portugal. Ah. Great place, Madeira, actually. And uh, then uh, my old boss uh, from Canada said, we're opening a new hotel in Montreal and we're closing the old one with the old Sheraton Mont-Royal and opening the new Lausanne Sheraton. Would you be interested to come back? And uh, actually, I had other opportunities even to go to the Middle East or to even to back to Paris but but you at chose the time. Canada. But I said, I haven't done an opening yet alone a closing of a hotel, you know, but the old Mount Royal was an amazing, amazing property. But uh, the new one was a great 838-room hotel and I uh, said, well, that's another interesting opportunity. Off I went, come back to Canada. And then Washington came calling and uh, we opening a new hotel with Sheraton on Capitol Hill in Washington, luxury hotel, and they started with the Sheraton Grand. And um, I was there for... That's about three and a half years, about a year and a half uh, before the opening and uh, and two years after. And, uh, well, back to Toronto again, Canada. <laughs> so this is the hotelier's life, really, isn't it? Yeah, my but... old boss in Canada. He got me back again. So uh, how did you come to the Chelsea? Well, that's another story because from Switzerland I had to, you know, I, I did go eventually, but I went into the restaurant division. Right. And then, uh, but uh, one reason or another, my old Sheraton boss, again, he had gone to Renaissance in the meantime, and uh, he was head of Renaissance North America, and he says, I'm opening this, the biggest Renaissance in the world in Washington. Would you come and do it for me? So uh, initially I'd said no, but then I said yes, uh, eventually, and I went. And so there was Washington again one more time for four years, or almost five years. And then uh, it was... Uh, Simon Cooper was the president of Delta, and uh, he convinced me to come back to run the Chelsea back in 92. Right. So that's when I came back, and I've been here ever since. I thought I'm coming for two, three years or something, and... uh, (laughs) Well, <laughs> I know that feeling. Still there. Same thing happened to me. I, I came a few years later in 95, thinking it would be just for a couple of years. And yeah. here we both still are. And I guess yeah. we, we have a love for Canada. Well, Canada for sure. I mean, it's uh, one amazing country. Yeah. And uh, the Chelsea is one amazing hotel like none other. Now, Joseph, your career is taking you all over the world. But you spend a lot of your time here with the Chelsea Hotel in, in Toronto. What makes a really great hotel? It's the people. There's nothing. It's the people. You know, it's uh, without the staff, uh, our employees, uh, we're nothing. Because yeah. I'm, you know, I cannot meet with, the, with all the customers. I don't see all the customers. I've got so many other duties that I have to do. Uh, even though I try to spend a lot of time in, in the lobby in the morning and uh, say hi to we have so many regular customers which obviously make a hotel great uh, because they're coming back and uh, what's better than returning customers uh, but the employees have to really do it and uh, if you take care of your employees they will take care of your customers and that's always been my, my motto and uh, it has worked very well for me and uh, when customers tell you that uh, You've got the friendliest people in town, then, uh, you know, I'm in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's all about the people, isn't it? Mm. And I, I guess on that theme, too, at a hotel, you, you see it all, particularly a hotel as huge as the Chelsea Hotel. Yeah. It's, it's a microcosm of the world. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, we uh, run about 78% occupancy. We sell about 400 and 
50,000 rooms a year, and our double occupancy is fairly high with us as well, about 50, 60%. So you can imagine how many people just stay in the hotel, in the hotel's rooms, and especially in the summer when we have uh, families coming. Uh, you know, sometimes we have 4,000 people in the, staying in the hotel and another 1,000 working in the hotel. So that's... It's uh, like a small town. It's like, <laughs> it's like a big... Uh, you know, uh, a big village yeah. like uh, the place I come from is certainly not as big as uh, as uh, as the Chelsea as far as population is concerned. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an amazing place. And people come for for all kinds of reasons. I remember um, coming down with uh, my kids uh, one weekend, literally walking down the road just to yeah. to, to stay in the hotel and and make use of um, I think that hundred and thirty foot uh, corkscrew uh, water slide that you have <laughs> at the top of the hotel. Yeah, and that uh, was a godsend. Actually, I had to convince my owners back in '93 to um, we opened the water slide. It was in March. It was a horrible day, and we thought nobody would come. And we had about 40 journalists coming to uh, for the opening. Yeah. But it also saved us for the summer because it was the SARS year, oh, and a lot yeah. of people would stay away. But the water slide really attracted people and wanted to come with their kids. And so yeah. we uh, we had a great summer. And uh, we came up with the idea, what about a water slide, make this more of an urban resort. Uh, and we are the only hotel with a water slide in the downtown. It's paid off ever since, and uh, it's still going very strong. And families, uh, leisure is still a big part of our business, uh, whereas, uh, you know, we're very high on corporate and, uh, and the meetings business as well. Yeah. We're on a virtual flight today on The Travel Show with my fellow passenger, Joseph Ebner. And right now, we have to take a very short break, as I think I can hear the trolley coming down the aisle. But uh, stay right by your radio, because when we come back, I'll be asking my well-traveled companion about his very favourite places around the world. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. The Cameco Capital Arts Centre presents My Fair Lady, live on stage. Thrilling, heartwarming, the most loverly of musicals. Featuring director and visual designer Antonio Sarmiento's cinematic style and a stunning professional all-star cast. My Fair Lady, the Cinderella story that'll have you feeling like you could have danced all night. May 30th to June 24th. Tickets call 905-885-1071 or capitaltheater.com. Right now at FIDO, we're offering unlimited home internet at our fastest speed for just $65 a month. Plus, you get one month free. With speeds up to 75 megabits per second on FIDO's reliable network, you can download videos and music in seconds. Powerful Wi-Fi modem rental included. No term contract, no cancellation fee, and no technician required to set it up. Act fast, though. This is a limited time offer. Visit a FIDO store today. Conditions apply. FIDO. Go get it. The Honda Checkered Flag event is back. Lease a 2017 Accord LX from just $67 weekly at 0.99% and zero down. Plus, get a $1,000 bonus. When you drive an Accord, every day feels like race day. Here comes Patrick parking his Accord. He's entering the storefront, walking to the counter, and yes, he's picked up the dry cleaning. Immaculate! Experience everyday checkered flag excitement. Hurry in to your local Honda dealer. Includes freight and fees for 60 months, taxes extra OAC. See HondaOntario.com. Today, you'll run farther, breathe deeper, and eat better. Today, you'll live life healthy. Healthy Planet believes you have the strength to make healthy choices, and they're here to help. With 16 locations and growing, Healthy Planet is your one-stop source for health food, supplements, sports nutrition, 
beauty products, and expert advice. Live life healthy. Get started at HealthyPlanetCanada.com, official partner of your Toronto Raptors. Hi, I'm Cherry Tab, co-founder of the Herzig Eye Institute, and we do vision correction on chickens. It's true. Afterwards, when they're not feeling chicken anymore, they always say, I don't know why I was so nervous. That was so easy. Thank you. Thank you for holding my hand and answering my questions and taking such good care of me. So what are you waiting for? Google High Definition Vision. Learn about Herzig. Call us for a consultation. There's no charge. Look after yourself. Promise me. He's been there, done that, and wants to go back. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Well, please ensure that your seat buckles are loosely fastened and welcome back to The Travel Show. We're sharing a flight with Joseph Ebner, Regional Vice President Canada and Managing Director of the Chelsea Hotel in Toronto. You and I are, are both immigrants into, into Canada, I guess. Well, what point did you say, actually, this is where I'm going to live? Well, not the first nine years when I lived here, and uh, then I was here only usually about three years or so. But when I came back, uh, I came back at the end of 92, and I think in 97 I decided that uh, I wanted to be a Canadian citizen. And I uh, also didn't want to give up my, my Austrian citizenship, but I was able to you know, become a dual citizen, and uh, but uh, I'm a very proud Canadian citizen, and uh, I'm uh, very proud to promote uh, Canada, obviously, as I travel around the world uh, in tourism circles. And I certainly want to talk more about your, your promotion of Canada around the world. But uh, just before we do that, I also want to uh, share with our listeners a passion that we both have for, for the mountains. And I guess it's perhaps not surprising coming from, from Austria, but you, uh, you have actually uh, gone to mountains around the world. Yeah, I like to... Uh, um, I, I mean, my dad used to take me up uh, our house mountain, which is a small mountain of about 6,000 feet. You know, and being in eastern Canada is... Well, it's not very mountainous. We don't have much here. <laughs> a little more in Quebec, but in Ontario, not much. But uh, it just always draws me back to Austria. And uh, I still go uh, climbing, uh, not with my dad anymore, but uh, with my brother-in-law and uh, a few friends. But uh, I've been to the Himalayas, which was a great experience uh, up to Everest Base Camp and a little higher and Kilimanjaro and Aconcagua in Argentina. So it's always sort of an enlightening experience when you go up there. And once you pass the 4,000-meter mark and 5,000 and almost up to 6,000, then uh, it gets a little tough to breathe. But, uh, you know, your mind is free, put it this way. And, you know, you can uh, let your mind run uh, wherever and uh, think of all the good things that have happened to you and all the positive things, hopefully, that are going to happen uh, in the future. It's interesting because that's very much my experience on the mountains too. And I've also trekked up Kilimanjaro. And when you get up at the altitude with that crystal clear air and you're looking at the summit of, of the mountain and you're, yeah, you're struggling to get the breath into your lungs, but there is a certain clarity of thought too, isn't there? Yeah, there's this, sure this is. you know, the, the, the big vision, if you like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is you, you meet so many interesting people, uh, yes. like-minded people. Let's talk about some of the, the wonderful and favorite places that, that you've seen in, in your uh, lifetime uh, in travel. Um, because you've been to some places I know that are on my bucket list and some that I've also uh, shared a delight in. 
Where, where do you want to start? Well, that's uh, it's tough. I do travel a lot to the Far East. Uh, yeah. I've been about 30 times to Japan and uh, still haven't made one of my favorite mountains. Uh, Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji, yes. right. Fuji-san, as they call it. Yeah. And uh, because it is, after all, the land of the rising sun, I've seen the sun go up on Kilimanjaro, uh, mm-hmm. which is, of course, a lot higher than, uh, than Mount Fuji by at least a couple thousand meters anyway. But the sunrise in Japan is just the most magnificent. And, you know, I was, uh, we always stayed at a great hotel in, in Osaka, and I... They always seem to give me the same room. Uh, it's the Ritz-Carlton, a little plug for uh, <laughs> competitive uh, hotels, but uh, it's just an amazing, one of my favorite hotels. So Japan, I've traveled a lot uh, around, you know, get a, f- a few extra days here or there. And you don't speak the language, but you somehow communicate. There's a commonality. Uh, with, uh, yeah, yeah, and you don't need to speak the language. And that applies to China, too, of course, the big neighbor next door, yeah. which is so much in the news these days. You've been to there many yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, you know... One of the things, uh, obviously, that kept me there is with uh, Canadian Tourism Commissioner Destination Canada, mm-hmm. and we do our our travel shows uh, in uh, in those countries uh, in those cities, and that's where and why a lot of this travel happens. Uh, China, we've probably been close to fifteen times, and uh, yeah, and off again. We'll be there twice this year. And we go into different places. It's not just the main cities like Beijing or, mm. or, or Shanghai, but uh, you go in the outlying areas. And every time we're there, yeah. on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, you take a hike up a mountain, hike up the Great Wall. <laughs> the Great Wall you know, China, and, of course. Uh, it's, uh, we've already got uh, our plans for this October again to, uh, to go for a day hike on the Great Wall, uh, about 120 kilometers north of, uh, of Beijing. You know, and, I was uh, there for the first time just a few months ago. Mm, and it is. It's, yeah. it's stunning. And you just wonder how on earth they could ever have built this thing. Because it's not you know, a, just a great wall. It, it goes up and down the mountains. Yeah, it's just the same as uh, the Mayans built, built the yeah. temples and, uh, and the uh, Egyptians built the pyramids and, uh, and yeah. so forth, right? And it's, uh, it's how did they do mm. it. And India, I know. is India is one of my absolute... I've been there five times, uh, but uh, in, you know... F- different places mm. from Delhi to, to Mumbai to, to Jaipur to uh, Agra and uh, down in Cochin and Goa and mm. so forth. But there's a lot left I would like to see in India. And I think once I retire, I'd like to take a bigger trip uh, to India, studying Kashmir and go all the way down. Right? Ah, in Kashmir, yes. of course, because the mountains. Yes. Right. Mount Kailash is on my picture, which yeah, is the holy Tibet. mountain. Yeah. And you well, can't go up all the way, but... Uh, no, but you can circle it, of course, can, which is uh, the, uh, cir- cir- the religious thing to do. Yeah, exactly. So be about 50K, which is yeah. great. Well, we'll come back to the mountains too, because I know that for your leisure trips, New Zealand is, is, is a favourite of yours. And I'm sure that includes yeah. the, uh, the Southern Alps of uh, the South Island, New Zealand. Absolutely right. Yeah. I would love to, because I was in New Zealand once with my wife who we were travelling in 1977, and we only had enough time to, to do a good tour of the North Island yeah. and we said we come back ah. and I've never made it back uh, <laughs> even though when I was with Sheraton I had an opportunity to go run the hotel in Auckland but uh, since my wife was having a baby uh, at the same time I couldn't and it was an, an emergency would have to go there so I said no I'm not going I stayed in Washington but uh, yeah that would have been another opportunity to get to New Zealand but <laughs> I'm going to make it yet. Yeah, I, I love uh, South Island, New Zealand, and Fjordland, right down in the bottom left-hand corner there. Yeah. It's spectacular, and the hiking there is, yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, glaciers and everything. Yes. It's the Southern Alps, right? Yep. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's, uh, it's yep. uh, on my bucket list for sure. Now, Nepal, you said 
you've, you've already um, been to? Nepal I've uh, been to when I went to the Himalayas, but I was there for almost a month because we did a few different mountains and then Everest Base Camp and then we went up a little mountain where you can see uh, from Base Camp you don't see much, but Kalapata is, uh, mm. is an area where you have a great view of uh, Mount Everest. You can see down on the Kumbu Icefall, so, but from the... Uh, Base camp, you don't really but see anything. Most people don't get dirty. up Calapata. I mean, it's 6,000 meters. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a magnificent mountain, and uh, you can go on and on and on. I mean, it's just what you see there. It's just, and I have a whole bunch of pictures in my office from the mountain yeah. range and so on and so forth that I brought back. Yeah. And the people in Nepal, too, are, are just beautiful. very special. Yes, just they are. They're absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, in your distinguished career, you've, you, as you mentioned, uh, you've worked with the uh, Canadian um, National Tourism Board. You travel around the world to promote Canada to, uh, to the rest of the world. How do you do that? How do you actually say, come to Canada? Oh, very easy, because what we have to offer in this country is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Mm. I mean, Canada is, is, is an easy sell, really. You don't have to go and think about things. I mean, we've got everything here. I mean, uh, from east to west, I mean, when I, th- I just think going the national parks, uh, if you start in Newfoundland uh, with Grossman National Park or something like this, I mean, you think, you know, when you go down that lake, you think you're in the fjord in, in Norway. Norway, yes. Right? I mean, it's, yeah. and uh, all the, the eastern or eastern provinces uh, from Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, I mean, we have got so many natural wonders mm-hmm. Bay of Fundy and, and so on and so forth. See, I mean, those tides come in in the Bay of Fundy. It's just... It's, it's unreal, amazing. right? And then, uh, you know, Ontario with Niagara yeah. Falls. I mean, in Toronto, I mean, our main goal is always get people to Canada, right? Yeah. Because it's a destination yeah. sell. And, we, you know, once we convince them to come to Canada, then, well, we have to convince them to come to Ontario because that's where we live and Toronto. <laughs> And then you say, well, but I have a nice hotel, so come to my hotel, right? So, uh, but, uh, you know, and, and Niagara Falls, of course, for us is, uh, is uh, you know, working closely with them, uh, with Tourism Toronto and Niagara Falls together because it's, uh, you know, one of the natural wonders as well. And, uh, you know, then in Toronto, we have so much to see and so much to do, and it's, uh, we're getting... You know, all these special little areas we have uh, in Toronto, uh, you know, the immigrants started from Italy or from little Portugal or, or the Greek town and, uh, and so on. Uh, you know, now in, you know, old Chinatown and a couple of new Chinatowns and, uh, yeah. and so on, big Indian population. So, I mean, it's easy to, uh, to sell uh, uh, Toronto, especially, but uh, you know, there's so much out in, in the west, the Rockies, and mountains and, again, <laughs> and the mountains. Well, and the, the, the train mountains. journeys going yeah. through, right? I mean, uh, how, how better can it get? And uh, it's that's why I'm saying it's really easy to to sell yeah. our country. Well, we've uh, I think we've added to many people's bucket lists in, uh, in this part of the show, and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'd like to explore your own bucket list. Some of the places perhaps where even you, as as such a well-traveled person, still aspires to go. So don't go away. You can find out what they are on the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Just when you think you've seen it all, Senior Discovery Tours takes you to Ecuador, where your head is literally in the clouds, in the Andes. And a native guide takes you through the Amazon, pointing out species you never knew existed. Senior Discovery Tours will take care of all the details so you can enjoy every remarkable find, including the rare Chris Robinson. Come with Chris on a two-week adventure to Ecuador. Visit SeniorDiscoveryTours.ca. 
Travel made easy. Paul, Kenny, and Bogart know their stuff. Well enough to know if you've got the right stuff. Sometimes sight unseen. So call in and tell us what you've been collecting or what you've uncovered in the attic under other stuff. Consignment Heroes. Be listening to Zuma Radio this Sunday at 1. Paul and Bogart buy and sell gold and silver at today's top prices. Come meet the stars of Storage Wars Canada at their Richmond Hill store, Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins, and get a quote. Call 905-737-GOLD or visit torontogoldsilver.com. Now's the time to aspire to an Acura. This is your chance to step up to a 2017 Acura RDX with a 279-horsepower V6 engine and best-in-class cargo space. For a limited time, get up to a $3,500 cash rebate towards select 2017 RDX models. Visit AcuraGTA.ca to build your new RDX today. Acura. Precision. Crafted. Performance. As a trusted member of your healthcare team, your PharmaSafe pharmacist is always looking for ways to help you better manage your medication. Introducing Medication Manager, a simple, convenient way to organize your medications, vitamins, and supplements all in one place. Now, taking them properly is easier than ever. Medication Manager, available at your neighborhood PharmaSafe. Live well with PharmaSafe. Bathrooms, kitchens, basements, and additions, inside or outside, big or small. You can trust Paul Napolitano and Royal Home Improvements to look after you. We like to consider ourselves a full-service contractor, right through from concept to completion. So if you're looking to have a renovation done, some remodeling, or you want to do a full-blown addition, we can help with that right from design to completion. Life's too short, Paul, and if you want the job done right and eliminate the stress, you go to professionals like Royal Home Improvements. And what's nice is that you do follow through from start to finish. We're not a franchise. <laughs> We're not a big corporation. If people want to speak to me directly, I'd be glad to talk to them. And the whole thing is that trust factor again. We're open, we communicate, and we'll step you through the whole process. Paul Napolitano and the team at Royal Home Improvements, building trust since 1969. Start planning your next project together. Call 416-236-4400 or visit royalhomeimprovements.ca. Seeing the world through your radio. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. We're back with our flight of fantasy, exploring the travel world of Joseph Ebner, guru of the Canadian hotel industry and inveterate traveler. And in this part of the show, I want to explore some of the destinations that are still on your wish list, Joseph. And, uh, well, the world's a big place, so where do you want to start with that? Oh, wow. Well, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I always think I've been to so many places, and yet there's so many places that I would still like, mm. you know, to go to. And, you know, some maybe not where the high mountains are getting a bit old, I think, for the for the high mountains, but, uh, the, you know, the really high altitudes, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> because they take a lot of time as well. Yes. And uh, since I'm still... Uh, gamefully employed and uh, working away so I don't have, uh, you know, three, four months uh, because I travel already three, four months in the year anyway. So uh, in my vacation time is sort of a little limited and I'm lucky enough to still have my parents in Austria so I try and give them as much time as I can. Right. So I haven't been really doing any too many exotic 
places, but uh, you know, places such as uh, as Indonesia or the the uh, Southeast Asia, Burma, I, I'd, mm. uh, certainly Vietnam, Cambodia. I, I would love to go and do in say a one month trip or something like this uh, because those are interesting places and uh, really up and coming, I think, in tourism. I want to definitely go to Machu Picchu. And uh, this is, uh, has been uh, a long time on my, on my list. And it's, uh, you know, such a, a, a wonderful and interesting place where, you know, have to go to. Absolutely I, I, I've to got go to encourage to. you there because I, 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 again, in my youthful days, I managed to get to Machu Picchu. And I, re- I still remember the precise moment that I stood on top of the rise and looked on Machu Picchu for the first time because you it's completely hidden from below and you come up from this deep, deep, gorgeous, deep valley and then suddenly you see this, this, this city built on top of a mountain surrounded by this huge gorge and, and mountains in the distance and it just, it, it just, just takes your breath away. And being right. a mountain man, something you must do when you go is just on one side of, of Machu Picchu is this little p- uh, peak called mm-hmm. uh, Huayna Picchu. And, and there's a terribly difficult path going all the way to the top, but it's so worth persevering and clambering up there. And you get to the top and look down on the site and it's, it's even more majestic. Yeah, I heard about it from friends too. And I look <laughs> at it, uh, actually, I just talked to somebody from Chi Adventures the other day and... Uh, you know, because they have got some great... Uh, uh, yeah, they specialize in that part of the world. There, yeah. Right, and uh, I mean, it's a great, great company. Yeah. The other places would be like uh, southern Argentina, like uh, to go to uh, Patagonia mm. and places like this. Uh, really, I think I would like to do one a big round-the-world trip or something on a nice... Not on a, on a big ship. I would never go on the 4,000... But what on these, these, these smaller... I want to go on a small, as much smaller ship. Even yeah. when I did the Alaska cruise, it was on uh, on, uh, on crystal cruises, and it was from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It was almost two weeks, and it was an amazing, uh, amazing experience. Uh, you know, eight, 900 people, but I would never do more. But I would rather go probably 200, 300 and uh, yeah. do it much more exclusive. Or even go on... Uh, Somebody ship where I have to uh, help out working and yeah. do some things. That's fine. Uh, I would. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing that either. So it's just another experience, right? And one of those freight uh, ships uh, or something like yeah. this. And one of the one of the the, the great uh, advantages of, of going on a smaller ship like that is is that you can actually call in on some of those really remote oceanic islands that I'd love to go to too. That would be on my bucket list. East Island and so on. So East forth, Island right? would be a great one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Or even something like uh, Pitcairn or. or Mm-hmm. Ascension Island or, or yeah. Tristan da Cunha, you know, right. all these wonderful names in tiny little dots on the map. How else are you going to get there? I know, and that's that, that's exactly why I want to be on a, on, a, on a small ship, mm. right? And so, you know, and then there's places in in Africa. I mean, I've only been to Kenya and uh, and Tanzania. I'd love to go to South Africa, but uh, Tanzania, I. Um, I think I'd mentioned that uh, I have a very good uh, friend, Jane Goodall, who uh, has her Gombe National Park there where she had uh, studied the uh, chimpanzees uh, for 50 years. But um, I think I only want to go there when she is there. Wouldn't because that be uh, that's uh, yeah, because otherwise it's not the same, right? Yep. Because uh, that's where she has uh, done her, all her research work. And, uh, and Jane, she, Jane Goodall now is is eighty three years old. She was eighty three on April the third, <laughs> right. and uh, she still travels three hundred days a uh, wow. year. And when she has a little time, well, she spends it in her 
hometown, or where she was born in Bournemouth, right. in her ancestral home, and uh, a little time down in Gombe, uh, still every year. But uh, she is has just become an environmentalist, and uh, you know she's traveling around the world, just trying to make government see reason yeah. with uh, climate change. I have and huge so respect for her. her, yes. Now, I, I know from our, our previous discussions that you've been all over Canada. You've been to all 10 provinces, but there is one big part of Canada that you've yet to get to. Is, is that on your bucket list? Yeah, it's uh, absolutely. I want to go up the north northern territories and uh, I haven't made it to Churchill yet because I really want to see. I'm a big animal fan yeah. anyway and I want to see the polar bears uh, in their natural habitat so that's one of one of uh, my my big areas uh, Aurora up uh, ah, uh, yes. so that those are that. some things that I'd love to see uh, because you know we, we got in in obviously in Canada you might have you also have it in Finland and so on and so forth but right. uh, I mean you know, I want to but the Canadian Aurora is better than absolutely there's <laughs> nothing all the rest. <laughs> and uh, we sell that too when we out uh, yeah. talking to our customers right so uh, but uh, yeah I mean there's there's so many places uh, but you but, have you have this this in common with so many Canadians I think um, so many of us have not been up north to to see you know Nunavut and and the Yukon and and uh, Northwest Territories, and yet, of course, it's the greater part of our country. It's absolutely uh, a wonderful area, and so unexplored still. It's so so. It's all nature. It's pristine. That's yeah, pristine. Yeah, exactly. I was on a, a small uh, cruise ship, uh, an expedition ship, um, up in the uh, up in Nunavut, and we were going to a little uh, island called Akbatok Island, which is in the middle of, of nowhere, just just south of Baffin Island, and we're in a, a little dinghy. Uh, going towards the shore, when we saw something white floating in the water, which we thought was would be a chunk of ice, but as we got closer, we could see the head, and it was oh, a, oh. a polar bear <laughs> swinging for shore. <laughs> so we we kept at a respectful distance, but it was truly wondrous. It was a privilege to see this huge, huge bear swimming through the ocean. Got to the shore, he had a roll around in all the seaweed, and uh, he was just waiting for some of the seabirds um, to drop off the edge of the, the cliffs, the huge uh-huh. cliffs above him. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, th- there was a few tasty stacks just kind of raining down on him from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what a privilege. And this is our, our own country. Yeah, and they're just wonderful. I mean, when you think a grizzly bear is, is, is huge, right? And you yeah. see a polar bear. It's huge. It's a huge. So still lots of the world to, uh, to see for you. Yeah, lots of the world. Well, I just want to touch on another aspect of your, uh, of your career, which is giving back, because it's been such a feature of your time in, in travel, and you've worked with Youth and Special Olympics Canada, Habitat for Humanity, and, and more recently, Sick Kids uh, as well. Um, and you've been able to involve the hotel itself in, in this humanitarian work too, haven't you? Always, and uh, this is one of the great things that uh, we have uh, with, you know, because we can use the hotel for so many different things. I've always worked, uh, whether it was uh, in Montreal, I mean, I was very involved with uh, the YMCA there Mm. when I went to Washington uh, from Montreal. in the early 80s was the same thing. I worked very, very much with, uh, with the YMCA. And actually, I started my work with Special Olympics in, in Washington. Sick Kids is another amazing uh, organization that uh, we have uh, dealt with now for the last three years. And we have a five-year commitment with them for $500,000. And uh, we do our golf tournament uh, every year, the Chelsea Golf Tournament, which uh, you know raises uh, close to that amount. And then we do other efforts that uh, we do throughout the year, which makes up the difference. Uh, so we can give them $100,000 uh, plus a year. So 
That's so great. lots of good work yeah, and then associated with the hotel. We do all kinds of other things as well, hard and stroke. And uh, I don't know, you know, it's like it's a good thing too is because so many of our people, and yesterday we had a whole bunch of people doing the uh, the 10K right. walk for Camp Uch, you know, which again, yes. uh, children with cancer, right? So worthy uh, cause. Yeah, and many of our people are involved in it. I did not uh, walk, but I, I support them with um, my own money. So... Uh, Somehow it hopefully gets to the right places and uh, it's spent the right way to help, uh, you know, whoever needs uh, the help out there. That's great. We're going to take a quick uh, break. And in the final part of the show, I want to ask Joseph about his next trip, his insider tips, what things he always travels with and what is his favorite travel books or website. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Just when you think you've seen it all, Senior Discovery Tours takes you to Ecuador, where your head is literally in the clouds, in the Andes. And a native guide takes you through the Amazon, pointing out species you never knew existed. Senior Discovery Tours will take care of all the details, so you can enjoy every remarkable find, including the rare Chris Robinson. Come with Chris on a two-week adventure to Ecuador. Visit SeniorDiscoveryTours.ca. Travel made easy. Today, you'll run farther, breathe deeper, and eat better. Today, you'll live life healthy. Healthy Planet believes you have the strength to make healthy choices, and they're here to help. With 16 locations and growing, Healthy Planet is your one-stop source for health food, supplements, sports nutrition, beauty products, and expert advice. Live life healthy. Get started at HealthyPlanetCanada.com, official partner of your Toronto Raptors. You wouldn't go to a dentist who only specializes in pulling teeth. Then why pay a financial advisor if all they do is buy and sell stocks? I'm Janice Honeyman, Portfolio Manager at Mackey Research Capital. You should at least be getting a financial plan, asset allocation, and tax optimization as part of the deal. Is your advisor available to chat with you during market downturns? Are they upfront about their fees? Go to JaniceHoneyman.com to find out what my clients are saying about me. Call Janice Honeyman at 416-860-7781. What choices have you made lately? You know, like which cereal to buy or shampoo or toothpaste to use. It's funny. We seem to spend more time thinking about these things than we do about the prescription medication we take. If you've been prescribed a Pfizer medication, take the time to check that you're getting an original Pfizer brand name medication like Lipitor, Norvasc, Lyrica, Aless, and others. Learn more about the Pfizer Originals program and how you can save at PfizerOriginals.ca. Join rock and roll legend Bill Medley and his new partner Bucky Hurd as they take you on a nostalgic journey through the legendary music stylings of the Righteous Brothers, July 13th and 14th, live at Niagara Fallsview Casino. Visit FallsviewCasinoResort.com for tickets. Now the Righteous Brothers, live July 13th and 14th at Niagara Fallsview Casino. When you think Niagara-on-the-Lake, think Niagara-on-the-Stage, the world-famous Shaw Festival. Zoomer Radio, the official radio sponsor of the Shaw Festival, loves and supports it because it's great theatre in a beautiful setting, just a short drive from Toronto. This year, 11 great productions on four stages, including Me and My Girl, The Madness of George III, Dracula, and Shaw's St. Joan, which means something new to each new generation. For schedules and tickets, go to shawfest.com or call 1-800-511-SHAW. Crossing oceans and borders. 
with no passport required. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to The Travel Show, and I'm sitting with Joseph Ebner, Regional Vice President Canada and Managing Director at Canada's largest hotel, the Chelsea, in downtown Toronto. The seatbelt lights have come on and we'll be landing in a few minutes, so I want to use the rest of our time together to find out more about your travel experiences, Joseph. And uh, perhaps we could start with your most memorable travel experiences. Well, I want to tell you something that when I was actually stationary in um, in, in Washington, because mm-hmm. uh, these are little things that probably very few people would ever think of or, or know of. And uh, I was extremely, extremely lucky when uh, when I worked, uh, uh, opened the Sheridan Grant because it was right on Capitol Hill and uh, and um, in my 10 minutes walk to the Capitol and... Uh, we, um, you know, just really wanted to make sure that uh, we get congressmen, senators coming to the hotel. Right. But uh, we also knew that, you know, when when they had to go back for a vote, they had like 15 minutes to get to the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one day I uh, went to Tip O'Neill, who was the Speaker of the House, uh, because he was the only one that could authorize it. And I asked him if we could install a house clock. A house clock, meaning it's the same clock what they have up uh, in the House and in the Senate, and uh, right, yes. they, they they go off uh, when they need to go to to, yeah. to take the vote, and uh, so um, uh, Tip O'Neill uh, uh, said, uh, "Sorry, but we don't do this anymore because it has we used to do it, but it's been misused, and so we cut it out." So uh, I you know, said, "Well, I don't want to give up," so I went uh, to uh, to the Senate. And um, the leader of the Senate was uh, Charles Mathias from Maryland, I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, I said, uh, you know, Senator Mathias, do you think I could get the Senate clock? And Senator Mathias said yes. Uh, you know, I mean, it took a while, but uh, he said yes. You know, after getting, I'll get back to you, and uh, he gave me permission. Then I went back to Tip O'Neill, who had already, <laughs> you know, and he is the, like the third most powerful man in the country. You right? realize you're outmaneuvering the politicians here. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I went back to him and I said, uh, uh, Mr. Speaker, um, Senator Mathias gave me permission to put the House clock, uh, the Senate mm-hmm. clock. Would you reconsider? Right. And he almost like looked at me <laughs> like he wants to throw me out of his office. And there's a nice thing. I mean, you, you have easy access uh, uh, to politicians. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, he gave me permission. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that was, uh, um, you know, one. And another thing that was a little different, uh, one day I asked him, uh, listen, I have got my dad here from Austria. Could we go to the top of the Capitol? He says, mm-hmm. nobody <laughs> is allowed to go to the top of the Capitol. But I said, well, you know, Mr. Why, why, Speaker. Why do I think this is going to have a happy ending? <laughs> uh, eventually... He says, okay, you know where the engineer's office is in the basement. Go down there, send them a note, and uh, they'll send somebody up with you, right? And sure enough, they did. They have to unlock all these doors. And we were able to go up to the the statue, which is about uh, 14 stories up. Going up there, that was just uh, one experience that you wouldn't believe. Anyway, so that's quick little stories. Wow. There's just so many probably, but... uh, That's quite a little secret. And, of course, you you got to meet presidents too. Well, that uh, was always great because they're coming in and out because especially when I was running a big convention hotel, but even my first hotel. Actually, my first hotel, 
uh, um, Tip O'Neill, uh, you know, the then Speaker of the House, was uh, my opening speaker. He'd never done it before, never after. This was the only mm-hmm. hotel he had ever done it for. And uh, so we just had a, a, such a great, uh, built a great relationship. And, uh, you know, I could walk in and out of the Capitol. Like I have the same pin like a congressman and senator, so I get fast in and well in. That was the main thing. Out was easy. <laughs> Joseph, I, I think with your wheeling and dealing, the the Democrats need you right now. You might need to go down for a few months. <laughs> Some people said I should become a politician, but uh, no, I don't think so. I'd rather do what I love to do. <laughs> so, where's your next trip going to take you? Well, my next trip. Uh, I just actually came back from Washington and came back from Calgary, but uh, my next trip in July is going to be for a leadership conference with the Langham Group, our owning uh, and managing group uh, in Hong Kong in July. And uh, then uh, after that, we do uh, a sales mission with uh, all the channel managers from all over the world uh, in uh, Shanghai and in in Beijing. Wow. So uh, that's so back uh, to the Far East. July, back to the Far East, and August is going to be Austria. See my parents, and then uh, in October I'll be again Beijing uh, with uh, Destination Canada and Tokyo with Destination Canada, mm-hmm. and then back for ten days, and we'll be again with uh, World Travel Market in London, <laughs> and so it so stop, it goes to so the year, uh, you know, and then one more trip to Vancouver in December, and that will be my the rest of my travel for the year. So. Uh, and another hike on the Great Wall for sure in October. Oh, of course. You can't yep. miss that opportunity. No. I was actually, as I said, I was in the, at the Great Wall just a few months or so ago. And uh, on that same trip, I, I went uh, further uh, west to uh, the city of Chengdu. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you been out there? No, I haven't been to Chengdu. but uh, add that to your list too. And, and the, that's where the, pola, the, the polar bear, the panda bear sanctuaries right. are. Right, yeah. Um, which are in, incredible uh, yeah. if, you, if you like wildlife. But I think another thing that you need to do is, mm-hmm. is the Yangtze River cruise. Oh, yes. That is totally amazing. Yeah. That is totally amazing. Love to do that. Yeah. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> you see, this is dangerous talking with you, Joseph, because my bucket list just keeps expanding. Yeah, I know. Uh, Japan, for instance, yeah. you know, if, strangely, I've just never managed to get as far as Japan, but with all your experience and, and what yeah, you were talking about it's earlier. Gonna it's going to be my 31st time. Wow. Yeah, so I've got to go there. Now, you are the great world traveler. So with all that experience, what items do you never travel without? Well, uh, a travel plug, because uh, in so many places uh, that uh, you cannot use our North American yeah. or even European, because, uh, you know, even like in England, right? In, yep. You know, many of, the, uh, many of the hotels now, the, especially the international hotel that are part of the chain, they have made it easier with, with the plugs, but in many places it's great. Of course, uh, I always have my camera with oh, me, yes. even though now the, uh, the cell phone has uh, great, a great camera, and I think, uh, you know, I mean, I used to have a BlackBerry for years, years, and years, and I was just, you know, but uh, the Samsung has the best camera, yeah. I think. Anyway, I'm getting the, the latest model uh, when I go back uh, to the office. <laughs> I shall look forward to seeing your, your photographs from your latest trips. <laughs> what, what about um, websites or, or, or travel books? What, what do you use? In the old days, I used to look at uh, Arthur Frommer. Uh, Arthur Frommer's, right? yes. And, uh, yes, the Frommer's guides. I used to use Especially when you used too. to go down in the, yep. uh, uh, you know, places like Aruba and Bahamas yep. and, uh, and so on and so forth. But they, they, they were just great. Uh, but, you know, nowadays it's so easy to go on a computer, look at TripAdvisor, and it gives you, uh, you know, everything you want and also tells you what's good and what's not good. I mean, it's uh, it's it's so easy now uh, for people to uh, 
to find the right place yeah. and also to book everything. If I mean, I have friends that book everything through uh, on the computer now and not anymore through a travel agent. Even though I like to have some something in my hand, right? That uh, even when I when I fly, I, I still sometimes I get the, my electronic boarding pass, but I still like like to have my yeah, boarding pass in my hand, <laughs> right? Me both. Old fashioned, right? And I still. You and me both. But my, my youngest son is just about to embark on a three-month um, trip uh, backpacking around Europe with his girlfriend, of which I'm very, very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> but all his arrangements, everything he's done, he's done uh, on, on the web these days. It's, it's so easy. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's some obscure little um, bed and breakfast in, in Jeffalu in Sicily or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one last piece of advice from from you the great world traveler what what insider's tip if you left our listeners with just one thing what would it be when they travel travel light don't oh, yes. pack a lot of stuff you can get things washed you can get things cleaned everywhere right it's uh, if i go on short trips i just take a bag that i can take into the cabin if i go on a long trip if it's like 2 weeks i take one suitcase and my bag for inside the cabin, right? That's uh, a right. small bag, but uh, otherwise it makes it so much easier. You know, when I see yeah. world travelers like Jane Goodall, and you now she yeah. is a world yeah. traveler, I mean, I'm nothing uh, uh, compared to, to her travel, but, uh, you know, she travels very light, and, uh, well, it's all fine, right? It's don't come with three suitcases and, yep. and so on and so forth. Travel light and the world's your oyster. Well, we, we've touched down and we're taxiing to the gates, so it just remains for me to thank Joseph Ebner for sharing his life in travel with me today. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Chris. Great to talk to you. And uh, thank you so much for adding uh, copiously to my own uh, bucket list there. <laughs> <laughs> and you to mine, too. <laughs> good, good. I'm going to be back next week with another travel show. And in the meantime, do take a look at some of the destinations featured on the show website at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com. Till then, bon voyage and cheerio from the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with news and views from the world of travel. Transat have revealed their plans for next winter's vacation flights to the sun. They'll fly to 36 sun destinations from 22 Canadian cities this winter, as well as to several European destinations. Tampa and San Juan are new options for the winter, with flights from both Toronto and Montreal. Tampa, Florida is a city that is already pretty well known amongst Canadian travellers. It boasts lots of great restaurants, not to mention outdoor activities, and of course, those beautiful beaches. San Juan, Puerto Rico, the other new destination, is one of the oldest cities in the Americas. With its spectacular beaches and picturesque, colourful buildings, the island of Puerto Rico appeals to travellers in search of history, culture and relaxation. Both of these new destinations are also departure points for many new cruise packages. In Europe, travellers in search of some warmer winter temperatures will be able to get away to Portugal from Toronto with four flights a week to Lisbon, one to Porto and one to the Algarve during peak season. Transat is also increasing its flights to the UK from Toronto by offering two flights a week to Manchester and Glasgow in addition to its year-round daily flights to London Gatwick. Now, I flew this route with Transat earlier this month, and it was timely, comfortable, and very good value. 
The deal of the week is a wow deal. Literally, it's a deal from Wow Air, an upstart airline from Iceland whose launch in Canada I heralded in this travel news segment a while back. Well, they're already celebrating their first Canadian anniversary, and it's been a very successful first year. This ultra-low-cost carrier has flown almost 200,000 Canadians. They encourage travellers to take in the sights, sounds and tastes of Iceland by including a stopover visit to Iceland before heading on to destinations in Europe and beyond. Here are some of their current first-year celebratory deals from Toronto. Reykjavik, the capital of Iceland, of course, from $120. London, Paris or Amsterdam from $220. And their newest destination of Tel Aviv, Israel, from just $200. Do bear in mind that all flights are via Iceland, the prices vary significantly by departure date, and this is an ultra-low-cost carrier, so you will find extra charges along the way, although taxes are not one of them. But definitely worth checking out at wowair.ca. Do consider joining me for a journey around the unforgettable landscapes of Ecuador and South America from November 7 to 20. I'll be hosting this senior discovery tours trip from the snow-capped volcanoes of the Andes to the otherworldly Amazonian jungle and on to the sparkling Pacific coast. And it's going to be an amazing experience. Among the many highlights will be the dizzying journey from the high Andes down to the depths of the Amazonian rainforest along the waterfall route. We'll take a cable car adventure and a hike down to the bottom of the Devil's Cauldron Waterfall, a hugely impressive cascade within immense rock walls. Space is limited on the tour, so talk to the experts at Senior Discovery Tours now on one 800 268 3492, or go to the website at seniordiscoverytours.ca. Next week on The Travel Show, have you ever wondered where the movers and shakers of the travel industry go for their own vacations? What the experts look for in their personal travel experiences? Well, this is your chance to listen in as I sit down with some of the travel world's acknowledged gurus to find out their travel secrets, their insiders' tips, and to tap their lifetimes of knowledge about travel. So do drop in at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of our next show. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday or Sunday at 11am here on Zuma Radio on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.